I'll be the first to tell you, if you can meet with someone that's living your dream and doing exactly what you want to do and has already done really well and made mistakes doing it and they're willing to teach you, jump on that. I got problems on problems on problems on problems on problems on problems I solve them. I run through the money, the pressure be calling. Left on my blessings, I feel like I'm falling. The birdie is back. All right, welcome back to season one, episode six of Plan D. I was trying to remember how I did the intro before so I actually keep a, a theme. Hey, so this is the second time I've recorded this one. And if you remember in episode five, I said I had a lot of issues with recording that one as well. I'm still really struggling with getting this podcast out. And it's not some sort of chasing after perfectionism. It's just getting to the point where I really enjoy the format and the system of it. And when I was done recording the first one of these, of this episode, I just was like, wow, this is boring. <laughs> There's no energy in it. And it's just, uh, it's just me rambling, and, which I guess is, you know, half of my video series. But at the same time, I just felt it needed a little bit more polishing and a little bit more structure. So the last time I spoke to you guys was July 15th. And what this episode's going to cover is basically July 15th to July 29th. I hope to get back to where I'm just basically covering the week kind of behind of where things at and where things are going. I also believe that people might think there might be as much kind of up and down drama as there were in the first couple episodes. But really, look, losing your job causes all kinds of chaos and and then you really start to figure and settle things out. So things are getting a lot more settled. My energy and my mental space is just, you know, kind of just moving uphill every day. It's getting better and better. There's not a ton of that going on. I understand there will be downs for sure. But right now, it really feels like it's a, kind of in an up. A lot of that has to do with being back on the road. So let's start there. So on July 15th, I when I sat down and recorded an episode. I was in San Leon, Texas. I'd been in Texas for about two months, especially just in that RV park. And it's the first time I'd done a long stay like that in an RV park to the point where they basically charge you extra or separately for electricity, which was kind of fun. We had never ran into that. We left San Leon and we went to a farm in East Texas. And this is part of what's called boondockers welcome. Again, if you're not familiar with the term boondocker or boondocking, uh, it's basically when you stay somewhere where it doesn't cost any money, but usually that also includes like, you know, government land, BLM land or DNR land, and you will not usually have electric hookups and water and sewer. So you're just kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which I've done a couple of times and that's an interesting experience. But a lot of times in the Boondockers Welcome program, it's people that have large properties and they'll let you bring your RV and stay. And usually they have water and electricity. Sewer is kind of rare, but it has happened. that People have full RV hookup sites on their property. So what Nikki was able to find, and for those of you that don't know, Nikki is my roommate. She's also the one that kind of plans all the travel. That's kind of one of our, I get asked that question a lot is like, how do you pick your spots? The, the, I focus on the, the driving and getting us there safe. She kind of figures it out. We both know that we like um, water and good internet. We try to find that. So even in this property on this farm, he had his own lake. He built an 18-acre lake out of his original like 120-acre property that's now close to 250 acres. I mean, as soon as I drove into this driveway and I was driving onto this property, I was like, holy shit, this guy is living the life that I want. We were only supposed to be there a few days. I really hit it off with the owner and it was just like, I need to pick your brain. You are living my dream. I'll be the first to tell you. If you can meet with someone that's living your dream and doing exactly what you want to do and has already done really well and made mistakes doing it and they're willing to teach you, jump on that. Do whatever you can to be able to learn from them. 
And I also got lucky because he actually just turned into be kind of a good friend. I literally was FaceTiming him today. Like we have become friends and it's been fantastic. I think I realized right then and there that like it, it's one of those like, like momentum pushers in a way where it's like, this isn't going to happen on its own. You're going to have to work your ass off to have the money to be able to do this. And then the amount of work it's going to take to have to actually build kind of your dream land property, it's a lot of work. But it's so much different to be in it than it is to like look at magazines or photos or someone's Instagram that's living it. To be around someone that's actually living it and doing it and is probably you know, anywhere from two to 10 years ahead of you, depending on, you know, just how I'm able to get the resources together to be able to do this. It's an invaluable experience. And it's something that I wish everyone could do. I wish everyone could sit down with someone that's like currently living the life they want, or at least, you know, the life they think they want, and just be able to see it up close. I was there. I saw it. It's exactly what I want. And I even got to experience some fun things. I mean, to an extent. Um, He happened to uh, bail hay for a neighbor who just, you know, had basically had hay that was going to get outgrown and go bad. And so it just needed to be done and didn't have the resources to do it. But it was just a really small area. And instead of, you know, just kind of the tractor going in and through, someone had to physically move the bales of hay so then the tractor could go down a different line back and forth. I had told him when I was there I'd help him with anything. You know, and so I got to help him with that. It was really interesting. Uh, we went skeet shooting. I hadn't been skeet shooting in, oh man, 25 years probably. And uh, I was rusty in the beginning, but then, it, you know, it kind of came back. It was really nice and a lot of fun. And we just had a blast. Like it was just a great time. And I, like I said, we extended the stay. You know, originally he was going to have us leave because he had to leave the property. But because we built a friendship and trust, he's like, no, just stay and hang out. So we stayed there for like an additional week. And then from there, we went to Arkansas and we stayed on another farm. This gentleman was actually a really great, nice guy too. And uh, he has a really cool business that I'll probably bring back onto the podcast because I think there's a a business relationship there at some point, which is really nice. These farm stays are just killing it for me. Like it's fantastic. So that kind of brings you up and around to kind of where I was at and what I was doing during those two weeks. Um, you know, I definitely was in my sweet spot. I didn't realize this city kid was such like a, a farm kid or a country kid or wide open spaces, whatever you want to call it. I'm learning every day exactly what rootless means. And it really is about being unstuck. Or it really is about finding where you need to be to be happy and for me, for Damien Ross, for 2019 Damien Ross, and probably a lot of years going forward, it's being on big, open, wide spaces. It's being on a farm, for sure. And it's just really fun to kind of figure that out. So let me change things up a little and get back and just talking about Rootless in the business, since I've been talking about the podcast. On July 15th, before we took off, we launched a new print, which I'm wearing. If you happen to be over on Patreon, checking the video out. I'm wearing the new print right now. And uh, we introduced women's clothing as well, at least women's tees and tanks. That was something that we got asked about quite a bit in the first order, where it was almost like, you know, I would order from you, but it really needs to be women's. Do you have women's? When you do have women's, let me know, and then I'll order from you, that kind of a thing. And the first day, like, sales did really well. I felt like we, we really made a good decision by offering it it's it's died down over the last two weeks. It really has. And to the point of where women's sales are kind of slow, but the 100% kind of standard fit crew t-shirt is doing really well still too, which is nice. And we still only have the two prints. And I, I know I've mentioned this where it really was putting the cart before the horse. You know, no one really 
just starts off with a, a clothing brand that has no kind of just really background and information and, you know, community around it. But I felt like there was a big enough community around me and the road to 1000 that I probably could do this. And then the message of the first shirt being less is greater than more is really a powerful message. And I felt like it could do well. And it did. Rulist now, the new prints are really going to be in and around the brand itself and the name and more about the lifestyle. And I think that's going to take a little bit more and a little bit more of a community. Look, I'm I'm not expecting this to be really fast. Like I'm not expecting to grow this lifestyle brand really quick. I know it's a long road. Like I get it. Like I get that I have to build a community, that I have to provide resources. I have to bring a ton of value for people to really know that this lifestyle is possible. And again, what I want to say is when I say this lifestyle, what I'm talking about is where you just don't feel stuck or overwhelmed by where you live and where you work. And the more I do the type of work that makes me happy and the more that I'm in areas where I feel like Damien at his best, I'm learning this is what rootless means and it's been a ton of fun. So part of the pre-order issue with the shirts is service. I think it's 2019. People are used to receiving stuff like immediately, like legitimately, you know, they want to order something that's there the next day. And when you're pre-ordering, you're basically saying, hey, when this goes to print in a couple weeks, I'm telling you the size and color and style I want ahead of time to guarantee that it's in stock. I learned a mistake from pre-order one where I limited where it was just basically available in a unisex V-neck and crew and in two colors. Very limited. And that's where the idea is let's open it up. Let's open it up to you know a, a standard men's crew. We'll continue the unisex. We'll also add a women's V and we'll add a women's tank and multiple colors. It might have just been too many choices. So now looking at what might happen in order number three or pre-order number three is we'll have certain styles and certain colors But it'll almost get ordered about the time that I'm placing the order with the print shop. Like give myself a couple days of pre-orders, maybe discount them a little if people want to order early, just to get a sense of making sure that I have the right sizes. But then yet where we still really hit kind of a good customer service experience. Now, after we had shipped our initial pre-orders, we had some stock and people started seeing other people wearing them and talking about them. People ordered what we had in stock. And it was really great just to be able to ship that out the next day. Like, and then people get it in two or three days, depending on the mail. And they're super stoked and they're super excited. And that's where it kind of clicked with me where I've got to find this medium. I got to find this medium between where I don't put myself in a situation where I order, you know, let's say a hundred shirts and then nobody likes to print. And now I'm stuck with a hundred shirts, but I also don't want to be in a situation where, you know, I only order, let's say six mediums. And then all of a sudden there's 24 people that want to order medium. So it's still really learning this kind of process. And again, if you want to come back to me and say, Hey, Damien, there's direct to garment or, you know, direct to print. Why are you inventorying stuff? I don't believe the quality is there for an actual clothing brand as of yet. I think it's there for uh, like, just say like, like a t-shirt company. I think it's absolutely there, but for a real clothing brand and where I see this going, um, I think it's still really important to be using traditional silk screening and to be able to order shirts that are just the highest kind of quality. I think that's still really important within a clothing brand. 
So Rootless itself is going really well. Um, I'm starting to kind of double down thinking about the content I need to be creating in and around the lifestyle, kind of putting the clothes a little bit on the back burner. I think we have about five or six print ideas that'll keep us going probably towards the end of the year when it comes to shirts. And then obviously we're bringing hats back. We did a first round of hats. They sold out really quick. And now we're, you know, just sourcing out where we think we can get the next set of hats done and then bring those back. And so that's really where kind of Rootless Clothing's at. The actual lifestyle brand you know, the idea is a digital magazine. That's really where we're going. We want people on a monthly basis to be able to hear stories about people that have, you know, been able to grow a business, let's say online, and then move somewhere that they wanted to, or someone that even just took a job and took the leap of faith and moved to a different area. We want to be able to share those stories, especially the success stories. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to talk about some of the bad sides of, you know, maybe taking a job that you thought was the right job or moving to an area that you thought was the right area. In the last, you know, two years I've been on the road, I have seen in forums and groups where people jump into the full-time RV life or the van life and they're miserable in six months. That's a tough pill because for a lot of people, it's financing a rig, it's doing all the stuff and then finding out this really isn't the life for you. That's that's hard. That's a hard lesson. And I don't think people talk about it. I think all they do is they look on Instagram and they see, you know, someone with their van doors open in the back of a lake and it's like, oh my gosh, I want that life. It's amazing. So I want to be able to talk about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty. I want everything being talked about in and regards to this lifestyle. But here's the main thing is I don't think a lot of people realize they actually are stuck. I don't think they do. I think they probably think they're really happy and or they, you know, there's just something missing and they don't know what it is. And maybe they're trying to find it in a hobby or they try to find it in alcohol or they try to find it in relationships or whatever it is. And I think a lot of times when they're in an area that really speaks to them, it changes them. But I think a lot of times they think it's because they're on vacation. They're like, oh, well, that's why it really was nice is because I was on vacation. And they just don't realize it was actually speaking to them. It wasn't just because they were on vacation. And I've learned that because I've actually been in farmland that's in a different state and I'm not going to mention the state, and it didn't feel like home. It didn't feel peaceful. It it had the look of it, but there was just something about it that didn't feel like home, which I'm now referring to instead of home is home base, because I really don't feel I'll ever have one location that I spend, you know, like the entire year in. I really feel like there's going to be a home base and travel is always going to be part of my life. And uh, so I've really been referring to home as home base lately, for sure. So there's a little catch up on work, on travel. You know what? Let's talk about the roads real quick. By the time you hear this, I'll already probably passed day 500. And that's really going to be cool to get to the halfway mark. Like, I'm excited about that. To an extent, I don't want it to be such an excitement that... I lose kind of my focus because sometimes when you hit these milestones, you can celebrate it so much that you lose focus. And I, what's funny to me is 50% is an F, you know what I mean? Like 500 is, is an amazing number, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, if I stopped of my goal of 1,000, it's still a fail. To me, to my goal, I, there's still a lot of success within doing 500 videos and what I've learned and and all of that, but it's one of those things that's funny. I, I put so much emphasis in celebrating 100, 200, and 300, and then even 365 a little. I couldn't really tell you where I was celebrating 400. I mean, I know where I'll be for 500, and I just thought this was interesting that I didn't celebrate 400. Like, it wasn't a number. And, and you know, it goes back to kind of even my own personal belief with, like, my birthdays. Like, I've been really celebrating the fives. The last real birthday I felt like I celebrated was 40. The next one will be 50. 
Which here's something that's kind of funny, just a little side note in regards to the roads. When I finished day 1000, it should be about mid-December 2020. So I still have over a year and a half basically of doing these. The next month I turn 50. So this is really going to just catalog what I'm doing from 47 to 50, which is really cool. And I'll add this little side note. I'm involved in some Facebook groups in and around creating content. Uh, I was just talking about something and someone was like, oh, I checked out your channel and you know, are you a little upset that you don't have as many subs as some of the younger guys that are doing this? It was kind of like a backhanded compliment in a way. It made me laugh because I'm definitely not doing it for the subs. Like the the goal isn't subs. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't want more people watching or I don't want to find a way how to grow the brand. I, I, I don't mean that. I just don't mean that the motivation behind it is subs or views. And one of my kind of proof points behind that is I just haven't done anything to really actually grow the channel. There's lots of things you can do to grow the channel. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think daily is a way to grow a YouTube channel in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a great way to figure out if you can tell stories and create content and teach yourself that, wow, if I can do it daily for a month or 90 days or 100 days or whatever it is, then I know I can do it on a weekly basis. So for me, what I've learned through the road series is that I'm able to do something on a consistent basis. And that's where I find a lot of the, I can't believe I've not been able to do this for this podcast yet, that I have not been able to get out a new podcast each and every week. And I think part of it is because I just didn't really have direction for it. And I feel like, you know, today's episode is getting a little bit back to that where, you know, let me come on and document kind of my mental health space, where I'm at work, where am I traveling how are things going personally, uh, just all that kind of stuff. When there's a little bit more of a formula to it, I think it'll be a fun experience for me. And I think once the road started to get its own little formula, it became different for me too. So I think that's really going to help. So I'll end with just kind of uh, some personal stuff then. Um, you know, I, I feel really overwhelmed. And then because of that, I feel stuck. I feel like because there's so much that I have to do, I don't know where to go and where to start and what to do. And I can make a to-do list and I can get someone to say, these are the things you need to do today. But there's just point of when I look at how big of a project I want to build is, it really becomes overwhelming. And I got to get myself out of that mind space. I think if I sat down and I thought about recording a video every day for a thousand days, like I literally went back to day one and said, okay, I'm going to do a thousand days. I think that would be overwhelming. I'd probably quit, fail, and not do it. So the idea of, you know, this whole project is daunting. It freezes you. I mean, stuck's probably not the right word. Frozen is probably the right word where I'm just literally like, okay, now what? It's too much. I mean, there's just too much. And that's where, you know, I'm constantly trying to remind myself, just chunk it down, get a little something done and move forward. Even as much as this podcast, you know, where I'm always, I'm always finding excuses, like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm finding an excuse to not do it. And yet, with other things in my life, I'm finding excuses to do it. I feel really good right now as I'm looking at a calendar that's over 20 minutes. Um, I know there's some editing I have to do, but I know I'm going to publish this. Um, believe it or not, maybe you're like, wow, I thought he didn't do the boring one. <laughs> this one's got a lot better energy to it for sure. I just really hope this really speaks to anyone that's, you know, kind of dealing with uh, the loss of a job, that's kind of dealing with, you know, starting a new brand or starting a new company or, you know, and then dealing with this, their own personal issues from depression and anxiety to imposter syndrome to all those things. 
And then they're just being open to learn and talk about their mistakes, you know, and, and move forward from it. I am wanting to do that each and every week and then just be able to have this really cool kind of just chronological like diary of growing the rootless brand and bringing you along on the ride. So I really hope this becomes interesting to you. I hope you like to hear what's going on. Some of it will be repetitive if you're watching the daily series, just because, you know, you kind of know if you're watching today's road, you already know where I am a week from now, kind of a thing, if that makes sense. So I'm going to be able to find the actual formula for this, but you know what it takes to find that? It takes just doing them. I'll always talk about, there's a storyteller that writes a story a little every day for a year, and at the end of the year, they publish a story. It's not as different as the person that's published a small story every day and lets people kind of interact and talk about it, and then it really grows over time. There's just a better system by just doing it, putting it out there, seeing how it's received, editing it, trimming it, making a, you know, kind of corrections to it and figuring out between what you love to do and what people love to be around. And you're going to find the perfect kind of mathematical formula for that. And you'll just move forward. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing today. I'm not trying to chase perfectionism in any way. I'm just trying to find like my sweet spot within recording a podcast. All right, you guys, I'm going to wrap it up with that. Um, I really am glad I'm back. I hope you enjoyed this. Again, you know, anytime that you can just let me know your comments on it, how you feel about the podcast, what it's missing, what you need, um, and or even what you liked, that'd be great. You can email me at Damien, D-E-M-I-A-N, at DamienRoss.com. I'm on all the socials pretty much except for like Snap and TikTok, but you can find me at Damien Ross, pretty much anywhere. And if you're whatever podcast player you're using, like it, write a review, write a comment, do something, share it if you're enjoying it. If you think it'll be a fun series for someone that you know that's maybe just starting out or thinking about starting out or in the middle of something they're struggling with, because I'm going to continue to talk about my struggles as well. All right, you guys, until next week, I'll see you on the road.